Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to John and Dylan Online, a fucking goddamn motherfucking podcast where two losers who swear like I just did talk about internet history. Joining me is my co-host for the show. He will be telling you about both our subjects this week. Coming up first in segment one, we will be talking about shoe nice. Let's get ready to be sad. And then as a beautiful tonic, we'll be talking about the gringo poppy and surrounding phenomena, which will bring us nothing but joy for we will be mocking an idiot asshole. Speaking of idiot assholes, let me throw it back to my co-host noted douche and noted friend Dylan Gott. Go ahead, Dylan. YOLO. Do you want to know the quick story of shoe nice? And then I'll tell you a bit more about him or what do you want to do? Cause Brennan shop will take up most of this episode, but shoe nice is a quick and sad story. I would like, I would like to know a bit more about shoe nice. I've watched one. I got really into YouTubers downfalls in the COVID-19 pandemic. Oh yeah. Which is so funny. Cause it's like the downfall of this YouTuber who still makes so much more money than this is do. exactly why I enjoyed <laughs> watching them is because it's like, do you feel bad about this guy? That's literally making double your fucking income, bitch. Like I think that Logan Paul will eventually end up in jail for financial crimes. And that is, I could have told you that three years ago. Like you just look at that guy and you're like, yeah, that guy's going to end up in a minimum security prison. And then you look at um, shoe nice and you're like, this guy's going to end up living somewhere really sad, like a grandparent's shed. It's always the worst when someone ends up not in a parent's basement, but like I live in my aunt's basement. You're like, oh, what the fuck happened? You're living with your mother's sister. Yeah, he um, that's inside. He's not living inside, John. He has no more people that will let him sleep with them in the same place. That's when you said to me, shoe nice is homeless. I thought you were just being mean spirited on a DM. I didn't realize that you were literally just bringing me up to date on the situation. Oh, no, he is. He's homeless. Like he's a homeless man. Here's the short story. And then the longer one short story. Man goes to army. Been there. Probably has developmental delay, has Mm. family, Mm. quits alcohol, gets his his son made him a YouTube channel. He then started just like eating weird things. Like basically they were like, yo, in high school, you used to just eat napkins. Do that. He eats a whole roll of toilet paper. And that's what makes him go viral early on. What year is this? And I hate it so much. But what year is this? Good Lord. I will look that up. Like this is early YouTube. He's one of the first YouTube because he doesn't even do anything. He just goes like, hi, I'm shoe nice. I'm gonna eat lube now, and then he just yeah, and he just no music, nothing else, just eats a thing of lube and goes shoe nice, and then he goes, I want to end world hunger. Like he's he's clearly fucked. And then I remember my friend showing this to his wife at the time, and he was like, "Isn't this funny?" And she's like, "This guy's just got like serious problems." And then my friend just, and then both of us realizing like, "Oh yeah, we uh, I guess we're mean." <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I just want to say this, by the way. I so thought you were going to say Shoe Nice went to college, which is why I said we've all been there. Because I figured because he eats a bunch of random shit. This was a frat bro dude that just figured that out. Was like working for some sort of sketchy financial person in the late 2000s, like Jordan Belfort. Economic crash. He just starts eating lube on YouTube. That was the Shoe Nice background that I was hoping for. Uh, instead, yes, Dylan, that's exactly correct. He ate. The, the toilet paper thing makes me so uncomfortable. I don't know why. It's just, I'm like, sir, wrong hole. Why? Uh, I mean, dude, he eats so many. I know. Look, it's all awful. The lube makes me so uncomfortable. It all makes, I hate it. I hate. It's crazy because he goes, I've used this for a lot of self-pleasure. And then he's like eating lube on a channel that his son made him. <laughs> what it also reminds me is I know as do you, we know a guy that drank nail polish remover. And all I think is, wow, Garrett could have had a YouTube if we had just filmed that. No, because here's the thing. If he would do it, but he's clearly like a normal guy where it'd be like, well, that's a crazy thing. Shoe nice is like, he's clearly like he's fucked. I don't know. Did you, who did, did you watch this in the time? I didn't see shoe. Shoe nice. I only discovered yes. like two years ago. So yes, you watched this I, in the time. I, yeah. 
Yeah, I watched this at the time, and it was like a guy who's fucked. He was like, I'm going to chug this in one minute, shoe nice. And then he would chug it and go, shoe nice. And that was it. And he'd say, I want to end world hunger. He was He's fucked. And then, and then what happens is his wife can't handle his fame, is what he says, but he's also like a pathological liar. What, he was a pill head. He got kicked out of the is. house for doing pills. Then he starts drinking again. Very quickly after that, he's homeless and like scamming people and just saying wild shit. Um, he's on Tosh.0 a lot. He then complains about Daniel Tosh because why wouldn't you? He tries to set a record a Guinness World Record on a TV show, on True TV. He tries to set a record for eating the most lit birthday candles. But he, <laughs> this is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen on the t- on the show. They're like, you would have broke the record, but you have to eat every candle individually you ate two candles at the same time so no record what yeah so i guess the guinness book of world records like if you're gonna do some weird shit i didn't realize the guinness book of world records was a sassy little bitch like that's such fucking a weird stickler where it's like no listen my grandfather has this record and uh he'll die with this record because Mm. he ate one candle at a time because god damn it he was a conservative I don't know what they teach you in the United States of piss America, but over here in fucking Ireland, where we set fucking records, you eat birthday candles individually. You blow them out as a group. What are they teaching in your schools? Can I just say this about shoe nice and this time of the internet? It is crazy that we adapted the internet for everything based off of the personalities. The internet was giving us in the two thousands. Like it was literally the leave Brittany alone girl shoe nice and Perez Hilton. And we all were like, we need to get to a, we need to get a device so we can be hooked up to this thing all the time. Leave Brittany alone was a man. I said that I said, leave Brittany alone. Did I say leave Brittany Brittany alone girl, which I will not tolerate. I a thousand apologies. I, I confuse the free Brittany women with the leave Brittany alone gentleman. There you go. And he was a gentleman. God damn it. Certainly was. He was just stating his opinion. And you know what? I think we should have left Brittany alone. We would not be getting quite frankly, the most awkward Instagrams I've ever seen in my life. Like literally, Oh boy. The amount of times she's just near a big thing of water. And I'm like, Careful, Brittany. I think you're going to drown in that because I think you're dumb. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I released a video around that time called Let's Pressure Brittany More, and that was less successful. If it was less successful, although you did get some audience like interaction. Pressuring Brittany, Shuna. Yeah, they were just like, yeah, Brittany, eat a plum. Eat it, Brittany. Uh, oh, yeah, he gets drunk on this is multiple times. He gets drunk on camera and it admits that he so he was in food service in the army like and that's when he discussed that's when he said i want to end world hunger and uh he later admits multiple times and hammered exact same story every time that he ran a guy over accidentally with a tank and killed him that is wild i'm also going to say a real hot take you ready for my hot take i don't believe that multiple times exact same story he's like well and the guy yelled well at least tell my family and then days later, he died. He is a pathological liar. That's what I mean. Like, this guy's a massive liar. Why also, would you like, make that up, though? Because for attention, because so here's what it is, is it's the we are in stand up comedy. We've dealt with these liars a lot. And I particularly have because of my exposure. The UK has so many of these types of people. And I, I figured out the logic. So what it is, is he the lie just went too far along. And now he just believes it, which is like, yeah, I was in the army. That's probably true. I was in food service in the army. That's probably true. They let me drive a tank in the army. No, they didn't. Uh, Oh, yeah, they definitely let me drive a tank. Like there was a bunch of bad stuff that happened with the tank. That's why. And so it was like a bad thing that I was driving the tank because they like, you know what I'm saying? And it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds to the he killed a guy with the tank. I don't believe it. I think that this guy's a fucking lunatic. I bet you he wasn't even in the army. I'm going to say it. Stolen valor. Stolen valor. Well, he doesn't say I was on the crowd. He says he was he literally was just giving people food. So they, then listen. why was he driving a tank? That's the thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, I don't like, know how the army works. <laughs> I will say that. I don't know. why. I'm, I'm going to say this too, Dylan. I also do not know how the army works. So I am. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart, wildly speculating. But I'm going to say this. If you are in the army and you're in food service in the army, I don't think you also are in terms of tank driving. Like, I think that they those are two separate areas. You know what I mean? Like. But I think it's also like some dudes in your board and like, what's that movie? Is that what the fuck? Oh, the Hurt Locker where just like the entire movie is just them hanging out. 
That is, we are, we are remembering very, hang on, hang the fuck on you, psycho. We are remembering such different versions of the Hurt Locker. Yeah, that movie where they I just, never saw it. There was one movie that was like, <laughs> here's a, it's a, it's, it's a gritty military, whatever. And then there was like, and then the entire movie, they just hang out and nothing really happens. I don't think that that's a movie. What also, the idea oh, that you're like, Hurt Locker is not that movie. Which one was it? I don't know. I, I'm not inside your brain. You there can't was blame definitely me. a movie in the 2000s where it was sold as this big military movie. And then it's like everyone went in. And it's like, yeah, it's kind of like Jake Gyllenhaal having some coffee. It's Jarhead. You're thinking of Jarhead, you fucking idiot. Jarhead was a massive bomb. Oh, I'm an idiot because I don't remember whatever bullshit movie. Yes, you are, because you literally went, you know, Hurt Locker, the movie where they hang out. It's like, that is literally the opposite in every way. That would be like, you know, Schindler's Schindler's List, that movie where the uh, where all those Jews just live. You know what I mean? Well, Jews do live in that movie, John. Oh, but a lot of them stopped it in the camp. Uh, certainly did. I stopped it when that I stopped it after my Louis C.K.'s favorite scene where that lady just yells goodbye Jews a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Louis C.K.'s favorite scene, huh? Jesus That's Louis C.K.'s favorite scene. Speaking of Louis C.K., how do you think this ends? How do you think, uh, how do you, what do you think Shoe Nice's low point is? Louis C.K. jacks off in front of him. <laughs> no, no. I got to tell you, no, if that was the plot twist, I'd throw myself out of the window I'm staring at right now. They're like, oh, John, no. Oh, is it worse? Does he get caught jacking off? Oh, no. no. It's worse than that, John. He, there's allegations that he is a pedophile. Yeah. Pedophile. No one's going to see this because even saying pedophile on YouTube, they downvote your shit now. Fucking shit is getting like you can't just say I, I don't want to be one of those word crime people. But Jesus Christ, you can't fucking say like if I'm like, hey, that guy's a pedophile. It's like, well, no one's ever going to know now because you should have found a weird way around saying it. What fucking drives me crazy, by the way, is all of the people... a big fan of kindergarten. That's what you have to say. Yeah, exactly. Also, all these fucks that are on YouTube doing shows about how you can't say anything anymore do not talk about the fact that social media uh, companies are engineering our language by removing swear words and all that sort of stuff. Not to say that necessarily swearing is important, but if this is a free speech um, application uh, idea, which all of these companies say, then what the fuck are you doing? And they're like, well, it's for the kids. Yeah, that's probably true, but it's actually to protect your sponsorship dollar. Dylan, down with capitalism. Say it with me. One, two, three. Down with capitalism. I actually don't believe that. I'm, I, I like capitalism a lot. They should just have, they should just do it. They should I completely agree. They totally do it. Yeah. Like every social media app could just be like, hey, I know when it's 8 p.m. in, you know, wherever between 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. Time to say frig a bunch, you mother Oh, my God. Do you understand how, like, that could save Twitter. If Elon Musk literally goes, hey, listen, we're calling oh, it Twitter. Uh, nothing can save X. And it's also X. You probably called him Cassius Clay long after he changed his name to Muhammad Ali, didn't you? It is X, my friend. Cassius Clay changed his name? <laughs> there you go, buddy. He's Lou Alcindor to me, goddammit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even know it's, what... It's called X, John, and yes, that I call is him Mr. Johnson. Thing. I'll have you know that. I call him Mr. Johnson. Magic is not a name. That is an activity. Oh, I call him Irvin. Irvin. I don't go for nicknames, sir. Hello, Irvin. Lawrence? Mr. Lawrence Bird, please. Is he there? I don't go oh, for yeah, short no short form. Yeah, there you go. I got to tell good. you this. The idea of a... The, he had to be called Larry Bird because the idea of Lawrence Bird just dunked the basket sounds like someone just filled a peach basket with peaches. You know what I always liked about Larry Bird was the people who named that family clearly had a sense of humor because he's got a goddamn nose like a bird. I can't... I completely never, agree with you. There's no one else on earth who I think looks like an animal that much, and their last name is that animal. I also like how Larry Bird will not admit that Magic Johnson is a better player than he is, even though uh, there are some statistical evidence that points that way. Like Magic Johnson's very convivial, like, and they have like a friendship now. But I was watching an interview, and, and then like, and then Magic was like, and then I blocked him, and Larry just like stops it. He goes, "I need to make this clear." He did not block me. And it's just like, like okay, I didn't realize. Now I know what kind of man Larry Bird is. That is why you are not sat next to Charles Barkley on TNT, Lawrence, because you cannot take criticism. And I, I got to tell you, what energy. What energy. Go ahead, Dylan. Woo. 
Oh, that's like, yeah. But I mean, all athletes, like, if Michael Jordan was on the halftime of TNT, he'd be like, I would have beat both these teams by myself and then just would have been there silently. <laughs> I would pay that for that, pre- that. That I would pay for him to react to all sports. Michael Jordan reacting to WrestleMania would be the best. First of all, the entrances are distracting. They should be focusing on the task at hand. Second of all, I would have beaten everyone. Right? <laughs> <laughs> if it was a real fight, I would just win. Anyway, shoe sh- nice. Yes, shoe nice. Uh, apparently, uh, allegedly has a uh, relationship with a 14-year-old. Oh, God. Not More like shoe not fun. nice. But. Oh, no. Oh, this is another one. <laughs> not the time for the butt. Um, he starts chugging entire 26ers and 40s of vodka, like chugging them. And then everyone's like, uh, yeah, he uh, it turns out he's a skid row alcoholic. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he chugged. He chugged a fucking 40. Like plastic forties too, no glass. I no no I I I. But as soon as you say a forty of vodka, I know that you could drop that, and it's not making a smash. Uh, he also his channel, shoe nice. The channel has about a million subscribers. It gets deleted by YouTube because he's like, you know, fully on pills and fucking getting hammered and just saying wild shit. Like half of his content is half of his content is him eating old paper and then the other half of it is him just like Becky thinks I'm gonna fucking I, those are my kids too you cunt and then that's the half of it Shoe Nice if Shoe Nice had come out in the pandemic to now he's a billionaire do you understand that that's the YouTube account so many people like Bert Kreischer would have his shirt off being like this guy man he just took 80 took 80 Vicodin and then he drank gas and like he, it's an interesting thing, the timing of the internet of like when things get popular, how they get popular, who it is popularizing them. Like, I'm sure there's been a lot of people like Mr. Beast, but Mr. Beast is clearly successful because Mr. Beast just looks like a youth pastor. So I guarantee parents walking by are like, oh, it's not one of, one of those weird YouTube things. He's watching this nice man give a slide to a cancer patient. And then Shoe Nice is the opposite, where it's literally like, this guy's going to eat lube. And then you look at the videos and you're like, yeah. Yeah, he is. We'll talk about Mr. Beast, I'm sure, because literally, if you're, I mean, me, I just like the first thing I heard about Mr. Beast was that the Squid Games thing he did, where it's like he keeps on putting more and more money into his videos and you kind of can't ignore it. But Mr. Mm -hmm. Beast is the first of a kind where he's like, as a child, he's like, I want to be a YouTuber. I'm going to learn how to do this, much like we did stand up or anyone out there who if you're really passionate about something, you you learn it and not in a way where anyone teaches it to you. You literally just sit there for hours and hours being like, okay, I will do there's no system. I'll build my own system on how to learn how to do this thing. And like there's recording like, you know, he talks about how he like would just spend hours just looking at fucking YouTube thumbnails, which, by the way, if you want to look at Shoe Nice's new channel, Shoe Nice 22, where he has almost 200,000 subscribers. Oh, my God. Actually doing compared. We talked about Epic Mealtime compared to like Epic Mealtime's engagement. I mean, whatever. Shoe Nice is doing fine. Some of his videos have. Imagine Epic Mealtime. How far have you fallen? Well, the guy who's eating shoes is getting more atten- more um um uh interaction than we are but he also might be a pedo so i think we're okay yeah he's eating uh well his last video was a month ago as of this recording and it is eating 12 raw eggs and that's two that's a month ago and then previous to that it's eating raw steak which got 138,000 shoe nice eats his shoe is 3 years ago like he's, he's i don't know if he deletes a lot of stuff also, it's like he's uh, his he's he screwed a bunch of people over and not paid them. Um, he's I don't know what his family life is like, but clearly the man just needs medic. He needs medication. And I could also believe that his wife did a lot of like basically sort of being his like pseudo carer. And since she was off, that's now. Yeah. Since when she left, it was like, OK, I can down. sum up their relationship. She's putting up with his bullshit. She's no longer putting up with his bullshit. He lives outside. That's like that. Like, yeah, man. And the device documentary is crazy because it's like this guy. It's like, okay, well, this thing you are. This thing cannot sustain itself. And you're just living off YouTube money in like staying in a hotel, getting hammered, like literally with the life that people think like as sad a life as people think cam girls have. You know what I mean? Whereas like cam girls now 
control their own destiny because they have like OnlyFans and shit. Oh yeah. I mean, I know I, I met a, there was an OnlyFans model that hung out at the comedy store deep in the pandemic when you had to do stand up comedy through the building. Uh, and from that, she then started organizing comedy shows. And now rumor is she's just got a job in production at a giant production company. And I'm just like, yeah, man, there you go. That's, that's, that's the hustler bounce right there. Yeah. I feel like cell phones, um, smartphones, sorry, have made it so that you can't really judge anyone for doing pornography anymore. Cause we all sort of have like everyone on earth who came, who grew from puberty while smartphones were a thing or was dating has technically done pornography because you've definitely sent a picture of your nuts at least minimum to someone i recruit i recreated the website big sausage pizza here's the oh really what yeah that's it? right like throughout uh, for like the last like most of my marriage that was the only time that we uh that, that i could bang is if i put my penis through a hole in a pizza box and then acted like she opened the pizza and then was surprised <laughs> to see my penis. Oh, okay. So you would come on camera with a pizza and then she would have camera. No, 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 no. Crucially, she would have ordered on webcam that exact same pizza so you could pretend your pizza was that. That's a good way. To, that's the best way I've heard to do like virtual sex. That's cool. correct. Now, I just want to be clear. The cameras, we had cameras. We did not turn them on. That's, I like to do it. I like it was a big sausage pizza unplugged is what I called it. <laughs> oh yeah buddy but yeah i mean everyone has like sent their fucking nuts or ovaries to someone right that's what girls do they said they get x-rays of their ovaries and send it to the man to show how fertile they are that's if all they're, I see. if they're dating me that's what they're doing get a test see how fertile you are i'll jack off to that test yeah i would like to see your egg sac swell madam uh you have a ridiculous body. You can't birth my children. My children will be large. I bid you good day. That's what I would write to uh, anyone who I would. I would like, ma'am. I need to know your weight. <laughs> Dylan is Dylan is underselling. I've seen him say this to people in societies. Walked up. May I just say, your childbearing hips have made me think that you are the finest breeding partner in the land. No, but I say that to the man, and I tell him the man to tell his wife that because I will not address. I will not address a taken woman. That is not how it happens. Of course, a thousand apologies as you walk up. Uh, greetings. Greetings, fellow God, is how you refer to men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Greetings, fellow king. I wish to discuss your horse that you fuck. Yeah, I would like to discuss your cum bag. Or is it, <laughs> you, you're, prob you're probably woke, so you refer to them as women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo men, men with wombs. I yeah. would like to talk woo your men with a womb. <laughs> <laughs> mm, i just i gotta tell you andrew tate is a monster but i'm really really excited for uh -oh. in, in five to six years the guy that tries to do andrew because the thing is andrew tate's pushed it so far that the person that's going to go further than andrew tate this is what he's here's what i'm going to say about women kill them like that's exactly that's the that's the next step Woo! what a world well he's got to be a more of a criminal than andrew tate so it'll be like i don't know slovodan milosevic is he still alive the Slovodan Milosevic podcast. The thing to remember about being a king is that you first have to decapitate a lot of people not of your religion. What is the use of having science if we can't eliminate all women and then men make more men? If you have a woman, you throw it in the garbage. Anyway, that is that's shoe nice. That was very quick, but yeah, shoe nice, quick and set. Now here's a guy who I would say has shoe nice. This sounds weird to say. But it's like if Shoe Nice had the advantage of being able to go in the military, we don't know very much about his background. This next man, Brandon Schaub, had, I would say, most of the advantages a person could have without just being out and out born into capital W wealth. Oh, yeah. Brendan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brendan. Brendan. Yeah. Six, yeah. five athletic from a pretty affluent background. Like relatively, the problem with Brendan Schaub, as we get into this, is Brendan Schaub has been so massively trolled that I, at this point, cannot determine what is real and what is fake about some of his background because Hell so many yeah. things, like it is, like he has been absolutely fucked. Like it is crazy how deep they've gone. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about Brendan Schaub. We're going to talk have, about his youth. Uh, yeah. After this short break right now. 
Oh boy, I really am looking forward to the letters we get from all of these different interstitials Dylan recorded. Letters? If we yeah, get, yeah, I yeah. would love it if they use snail mail to complain oh, about our God. wonderful fucking podcast. Ladies Don and, and Dylan online, rate, review, and subscribe. We are getting a P.O. box. Mail us things. Pussy hey. odor box. Rate, review, and subscribe. We're back. Okay, so before we get into Brendan Schaub's intense trolling, the Gringle Poppy special, all of this glorious stuff, he first was a UFC fighter. Where he came from, his bedrock is the ultimate fighting championships. This is what he uses to hang his hat on. Dylan, can you tell me how was his UFC career? Let's go through that real quick. So here's Brendan Schaub had an interesting UFC career because he was part of the first he was like the first when UFC became really popular. Brendan Schaub was a former NFL player. So there was very high hopes that like, oh, this guy is like a proper athlete. He'll be able to learn fast. The thing about Brendan Schaub is he would get knocked out in very hilarious ways. So if the first he makes it to the finale of the Ultimate Fighter, which is a reality show that also doubles as a tournament he faces Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson is six feet tall and 260 pounds. And over his career, everyone pretty much was like, yeah, if he just lost weight, he would be a 185 pound fighter. <laughs> but he he just didn't. And um, those are my favorite types of UFC figures, by the way, which is like, he's just got to do this one thing and then he'll be a world champion. And he cannot stop eating mayonnaise. So, well, it kind of sounds silly, but it's like, yeah, why would I? I'm pretty good here. They're way faster down there. I'm fast up here. I'll just be fast and fat and eat all the time rather than being what? Like regular, like I'll just be a regular guy. And that's what Roy Nelson did. But anyway, he knocks out Brendan Schaub throughout his whole career. It's like Brendan Schaub can't really put anything together. There's like, this is super weird, but he had like a really legendarily bad grappling match with a guy where he was just like way bigger than the guy. So he just kind of held him down and did nothing the whole time. And what makes grappling fun is like when you try and do stuff and he literally just kind of like pinned the guy's shoulders to the mat and was like, I'm winning. And everyone was like, are you going to like try and finish the fight? He's like, no, if I let him move, he'll beat me. So I'm just going to win like this. He um he beats some people. He loses some people. He knocks out Mirko Krokop, which is kind of like the mixed martial arts version of like he knocks out your dad. Um, He knocks. He gets knocked, knocked out, out by Big Nog. He knocked out Stephen Hastings, but it's like he just the weird thing about being a heavyweight is like and being a fighter is you kind of make your bones off of beating up old characters that people really like. But it's not like any other sport where it's like Allen Iverson crosses up Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan gives a tip of the hat. It's like Allen Iverson knocks Michael Jordan completely unconscious in front of his family. Yeah. And then the family apologizes to Allen Iverson for their. I'm so sorry that our father is here. It's like, wow, what a classy way to go out. It's Michael Jordan is sitting there unconscious, and Allen Iverson is like doing a dance over his body. That yeah, well, is what Joe Rogan is, is like, how do you feel? See happens. But yeah, that's his UFC career, and he's like a mid-level heavyweight. He's not not bad by any stretch of the imagination. You know, wins and loses, about a five hundred record. Um, just just athletic. Never like takes to fighting. Okay, you can't see he was disappointing because like whatever. But the thing that Brendan Schaub really does, and this is kind of like, I guess you would say he's the in the land of the blind, man with one eye is king, is he gets is really good at getting sponsors, which plays into his other career, which is the UFC now has an outfit like they have like a they have a branding deal. So mm-hmm. every single person for a while had to wear Reebok and now they have to wear Venom. And you don't you don't get to put like anything on your shorts. But Brendan Shop shorts would be like covered in shit. It'd be like Dave's Auto Mart, Pete's Auto Mart, because he would get he would contact these companies by himself and make like two hundred thousand dollars just by wearing shit on television, like just having a shorts that are a mess, right? Um, and once they get the deal with the sponsorship, that's when he kind of leaves fighting, really. I mean, there's the famous Rogan speech where he goes, you can't, like, stop this, please. You're going to get horribly concussed. And Joe Rogan does him two solids, really, because he, like, A, makes gives him a comedy career, and B, gets him to stop fighting. And the first one is bad, and the second one is good. I would also say... 
Can I say a third thing that he also did is he also gave Brendan Schaub respect and sort of a base as a UFC commentator. Because what happens as soon as he stops fighting is he he basically joins Showtime as their version of Joe Rogan. Like essentially Showtime signs him to a five-year, I think it's five-year contract. Well, or certain, This is very of, important sorry. what they do with Brendan Schaub. Sorry to cut you hey. off, but like. No, no, it's fine. You know more than I do in this. The Mayweather McGregor fight, and this really is the conceit of Brendan Schaub on Showtime, is Mayweather McGregor fight. That was a huge fight. Um, he's the only guy going out and being like, there's no way Floyd Mayweather can win. And infuriating every person in the world. <laughs> because it's like, oh my no God. one is going to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match, let alone a guy who's just like, oh, what's his background in boxing? He did a bit in high school. And also now, he, if he thinks there's a parking spot in front of the store, then there is one. He does the secret. That's most of his boxing training is just doing the secret. Also, uh, he's like kind of washed already in the sport he's the best at. But yeah, he'll do this fucking thing. Anyway, yeah. But Brendan Schaub is literally on TV being like, there is no way. And that's a big thing is can a mix like this old thing of like who would win in a uh, in a fight in a mixed martial artist or a boxer and the answer is let's just pay money and find out because then yeah. they both get lots of money which is British but everyone else is like there's no way McGregor can win Brendan Schaub is just like he's a troll right and then but then he just keeps that up and it's like at, you have to the 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 real good thing that like guys like Skip Bayless and Stephen A Smith and Shannon Sharp guys like this do is they're trolls a lot of the time, but at least they're right enough where you can justify it. There was uh... also I have to say this just to pause and sort of interrupt. Yeah, and of it's particularly about Stephen A. Smith versus Brendan. What Stephen A. Smith does is he actually never commits to a point. He just ends every sentence as if it's a declaration. Do I think Barack Obama was the worst president ever and fucked my mom? No, I do not. Stephen A. Smith does not. And, and Stephen A. Smith is literally one of the I love broadcasters. I, it's a weird thing about me that I just I find I love Stephen A. Smith so well because he is so good at not saying anything over the course of five hours. And it is so intensely listenable. And Brendan Schaub is the opposite where Brendan Schaub is just saying a hot take because and it works for Brendan Schaub because Brendan Schaub genuinely believes it like Brendan Schaub is a level of delusional because he's had so much of his life where it's just, do you want to do this? It worked out. I want to be in the NFL. That's not working out. Okay. You're going to join the UFC at like the UFC when it's at what I would call like UFC. It was K-pop for a bit. Like everyone just was aware of it. And you just knew like when Ronda Rousey was beating the shit out of people, Conor McGregor was his most Conor. And then you had this fucking mealy mouth weirdo just kind of also there. It's so interesting. Apologies. No worries. I mean, literally, like that that sets up his comedy career. So what we're gonna do is we'll take a break, come back, and start talking about uh why people hate Brendan Schaub now. Um, I think shortly and now we can say what was happening is there was a progression where he came into comedy and came into this thing humbled because he had just been humbled on a podcast and Joe Rogan kind of like builds him back up and he like gets his confidence about being a comedian. And he's like the only person I've ever seen where as their confidence rises, they get worse at the thing because part of it is like, yeah, you're around all these comedians, but you're like this dumb jock. I think also like, we can debate exactly what happens, but I think also part of the problem is, is he had a lot of support early on that you have to sort of basically look at it as like 2018. We'll talk about this in a second, but basically he gets one stand up special that was pretty bad. And lear doesn't learn from that, and then just no. It's not pretty bad. The first one's worse than the second one. I would say that's my hot take. Really? You there's, think that you'd be yeah. surprised? I think it's been a while. I've never actually watched all of you be surprised. I have watched. I have watched there's all. There's one of bit in it. Gringo Poppy's bad, but I've Gringo. That sounds all right. We'll sit. We'll. Oh, we'll, we'll see you in a second, guys. Enjoy this break. Dylan and I are going to go get coffees. We're going to have wee wee's. We're going to come back. Here's what we're going to talk about. Is Gringo Poppy better than Delirious? Yes. Is it better than everything <laughs> Richard Pryor has done? Of course. Is it better than George Carlin? Yeah. Is it better than Godfrey? 
Yes. And I meant to say Gallagher. Is it better than Gallagher? Yeah. Why did I bring up Godfrey? Is it better than Godfrey, a comedian that's only known as someone who should be famous but isn't famous? Yeah. Brendan Schaub, no, Brendan Schaub is not better than Godfrey. <laughs> I've never seen anyone kill harder than Godfrey. He made a bartender give him a standing ovation once. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Brendan Schaub is still better than Godfrey. More of that on the break. Whoa. Hot take. Seen a bit. Hey, John, can I tell you something? Yes. I sit down to piss and I stand up to shit. John and Dylan online. Patreon.com backslash John and Dylan online. There's all a bunch of different tiers there. $5 tier, you get the episodes early and an extra episode. And I assume at this point there's a $10 tier where you just get some of pubes in an envelope. Yeah, if you fucking sign up for the $15 tier, guess what? You get nothing else different. Just give the pleasure of giving us more money. How's Actually, that? you get none of the first two things. Yeah, that's actually true. To give a, if you give us $15, you do not get the bonus episode, and you do not get the episodes early. He's a loser. Loser. Dylan, welcome back from the break. How are you feeling? Oh, fuck. Oh, wow. That's how I'm feeling, bitch. Tell me a bit about Brendan Slob. So, ladies and gentlemen, Brendan Schwabby Bobby is uh, confronted by um, Joe Rogan. Uh, about being bad at UFC or whatever, and he takes his concussed well, ass like, to stand-up comedy. He does something that you should do to a lot of, I think, on not a lot of, only people who fight. Not even like jujitsu, like just people who your whole thing is head trauma is, yeah. hey, there's no teams? So, like, here's the, like, obviously, fighting uh, is run by the mafia, best yes. case scenario. So, yeah, worst case scenario, it's Dana White. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> they're just gonna let you like basically die in the ring if and Joe Rogan is like, "You're my friend, please stop this," and confronts him in a public space. Could he have done that not in a public space? Yeah, yeah, but this worked. Yeah. Oh, this worked very well. So yeah, and then because also... everyone's already rooting for him, like, okay, this is gonna be a hard thing to to transition out of fighting. And then Joe Rogan hands him, hands him seven figures a year. It so cannot I am... be stated enough where it's like, this guy could just have done podcasts as the like dumb but charming guy with comedians and be very well liked and very different than everyone stepping on each other like we do all the time to try and get a laugh. Just the one guy who's like, yeah, I don't know, man, I played sports. You guys are losers. Like he could do that. First of all, I do not step on you. I interrupt you. To improve what you're saying because it's bad. <laughs> and I interrupt you as well for the same reason. Continue. Damn right. Uh, I'd like you to start talking so I can interrupt you. No, <laughs> uh, you're completely correct. And I actually think that's what he should have done is just been the galute as opposed to what happened was because you have to rem- like he should have been the like, can you believe that Chris Hardwick and Brendan Schaub are friends as opposed to what he yeah. did do, which was he's the jock. So he gravitated towards the scum bunch bullies of comedy, not understanding like, no, bro. These people are not your friends. These people really rooted for whoever it was that was punching you. So what happens is he goes into comedy. He also gets a huge Showtime deal because this is the this is the this is the beginning of everyone realizing Joe Rogan is the biggest force in media. That Joe Rogan is is Oprah Howard Stern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he's he's everything in this time, and so people are. And this is the a pre COVID still before people had completely in totally started believing that um streaming was the way and that we're like showtime picks up brandon schaub and is basically using him to be their joe rogan he's their face of mma coverage he's doing a bunch of different programs he has a showtime stand-up special which we alluded to which i should have watched and i only watched i watched some of in the time because what was also happening was it was the most competitive time in L.A. comedy. All of the clubs w- were literally sustained by. And I know because this is when I moved to L.A., Joe Rogan doing Joe Rogan's and friends at the improv and the comedies like comedy store. Joe Rogan was just there. But then at the improv, Joe Rogan would do Joe Rogan and or Joe Rogan with like Brendan Schaub was always on those shows to the point that right before COVID, the Irvine or not the Irvine, the Hollywood Improv redid their green room. So it had a ventilation system. So Joe Rogan could smoke weed in there. And then he moved to Austin. (laughs) Yeah, well, that is exactly what you're saying. Like now you have like it's literally Johnny Carson, but he still does stand up all the time. 
Yeah, you have Johnny Car- and literally. So what happened? This apparently, like, all the door guys have talked to like older comedians, and basically, this is a thing that happens in L.A. and is exactly what happened with Sam Kinison, which is Sam Kinison was this comedian that no one had ever seen do anything like this, and brought in all these people in the same way Joe Rogan brought in all these people. So you kind of had to be like, all right. Who do you want to put on? Brendan Schaub was the guy who always got put on with Joe Rogan because in Joe Rogan's head, this guy, I'm helping him. I'm giving him spots. He's transitioning from fighting. And what I think happened is Brendan Schaub, who doesn't, I mean, this is benefit of the doubt stuff. I'm trying to not assume he's a wild, crazy narcissist is just an athlete and he's kind of dumb. So he's like, all right, well, these rooms are full. I must have done this. Not understanding that it was Joe Rogan's fame and he was just in the wake of it. Also, at the same time, you have Fighter and the Kid, which blows up as a podcast because you basically have a Brendan, Brian Callen, who is center right, talking about center right things and Brendan Schaub, who is a dummy. And they would basically just talk about weird politics that no one was discussing in 2018 or another perspective no one was discussing. And then Brendan Schaub would do hot takes on fighting, which was super hot right then in that moment. So people would get even more excited. Plus, they were platformed by um, Fox Sports Network and basically were used as like their fight commentators. The media was really behind Brendan Schaub in 2018, 2019, going into the pandemic, all of that sort of stuff. Like he is very much uh, to a certain segment of networks, their boy, their version of Joe Rogan. Well, then the pandemic hits. Go ahead. The the Showtime thing is also like Brendan Schaub is operating outside of the ultimate fighting championship and actively not basically shit talking them because yes. he's out of it. So he can kind of like shit talk them and he's not affected by it, which every other fighter needs the UFC. So showtime's outside of the UFC. They don't do any UFC stuff. So they need an MMA man. So Shab gets pulled up because he's the highest profile MMA guy. Who's like, obviously he's affiliated with Rogan also for some, the the Showtime comedy special was like, hey, I've done comedy for two years. I can't. The guy I, must be a narcissist or something weird to be like, d- no matter who you are, doing that much time after two years is incredibly difficult. I, I would have given him the benefit of the doubt at the time because like Joe Rogan just kept saying he's really funny. And like, yeah. for some reason, like, uh, you know, everyone who Joe Rogan has hung out with him, but like, he's really funny is usually a seasoned professional comedian. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. he's really funny. And like when he says that about Joey Diaz and then you, sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, no when worries. he says that about Joey Diaz, you go and you discover like, holy fuck, how did I not know about this guy? Brendan Schaub, what it felt like and feels like to me is Joe Rogan has betrayed me. How could he do this to me? Like it's, do you know what I'm saying? It's pretty fucking crazy that Rogan, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know that guy. Maybe he's, maybe he's a bit wonky in the head. Everybody makes mistakes, but the one thing that definitely happens is people at the beginning like Brendan Schaub, and this is well articled because if you type Brendan Schaub in, there's just as many documentaries about how much people hate him as there is things that he's done. So you understand that gradually this guy, the success goes to his head, like not even gradually, like seemingly immediately. But I, it's like I this, think, yeah. sorry, I think you're 100% correct. I think the success absolutely went to his head. And I I actually want to explain. I think I know where and when and why. So Showtime special. He's on Showtime. That's super exciting. You have to remember that Brendan is an athlete and has like an athlete's mind towards goals. And I think what happened is this. In the pandemic, both Joe Rogan moved to Austin and like became even more independent and outside of the system. To Brian Callen, his co-host on The Fighter and the Kid, is Me Too'd so hard. And by the way, Sidebar has one of the most aggressive reactions to being Me Too'd I've ever seen. A holding an iPhone this close to his face with two black eyes, basically being like, I will sue you. All right, Brian. <laughs> little intense. Little intense for um, for a guy I once saw in an alley behind a comedy club scream, I just want to fuck Asian chicks. Is that so fucking wrong? And he was by himself. Um so I um so that all goes away and Brian Brendan Schwab is left to man the ship for fighter and the kid while showtime is all going on, all that sort of stuff. 
and the numbers start to plummet. People start giving, um, start watching this shit. Also, he doesn't have MMA to comment on because it shifts from there being fights to you're talking about MMA news and him speculating of just being like, well, Bellator, like there's nothing for him to say. The numbers of the UFC are softening and it's not the media conglomerate giant that it was in 2016, 2017, 2018. Softens, softens, softens. He loses his Showtime deal. And I think this is the moment where he goes, I am going to be a media conglomerate. I'm going to go out on my own, like Theo Vaughn and all these people that I'm sort of friends with that have and have podcasts with. I'm going to do that too. Not understanding that those people have years and years and years of experience behind them, huge media teams behind him. Like he keeps just hiring weird scammers that keep scamming him. This guy, Mark Hartley, who later like reveals all of his business and then turns out to be someone who's like abuses his wife. Like it gets so crazy because this guy basically just decides I'm a businessman and then tries to have a business and it goes so badly. Go ahead. Yeah, he starts off as a guy who's dumb, but knows he's dumb and then is very quickly a guy who's dumb, but thinks he's smart. Exactly. Everyone else around me has is a multimedia conglomerate person so am i oh wait it's well, it's not good <laughs> he also and this is the best part he does it basically produces a army of locusts to attack brendan Schaub. so here's how i think that happened a brendan Schaub. if you're an incel brendan Schaub is literally everything you would hate because he's a tall supposedly good-looking guy who's constantly fucking fucking people and talking about how tough he is. So you'd be like, I fuck this guy. If you're a comedy intense fan nerd person, you fucking hate Brendan Shaw. Everything he's done to comedy and he keeps uh, appearing kinda, on podcasts you're, you're, and is you're super robotting. boring. You're robotting. Oh, oh is no. That on, is that on me or is that on you? I think that's on you. I, everything's fine over here. You can hear yourself well. If you can hear yourself well, then yeah, keep going. Um, uh, comedy people, super intense, the Rogan universe, people, people that are just Rogan peeps start to really hate him because he's so contradictory to Joe Rogan. And you can literally see it build on the fighter and the kids subreddit has gone from a Reddit subreddit to discuss how much they enjoy this podcast to literally an open chat room where they are discussing the mistakes this idiot made and how they can attack him more. And he is no help of himself because he doesn't realize that his ship is sailed. He is not important or integral to the comedy club survival in Los Angeles. So all of the people that were keeping shtum about his weirdness when there was Rogan around because comedians are rats and want to protect their spots. As soon as that's not a problem, watch the fuck out, Brendan. You better be on your P's and Q's. And he is not. And he pisses off everybody because he's also now associating with Chris D'Elia keeps being like Chris D'Elia did nothing wrong there's a bunch more accusations about that and he's like well maybe I'm cool with what he did you know what I mean like there's just it's like it keeps piling on and piling on and piling on he announces he's going to do a special he's building up to doing a special he keeps implying it's going to be on a streamer that it's going to be super big and instead he releases 25 minutes at the same time the podcast trash tuesday with annie letterman tells a story about a bad comedian at the comedy store who asked her to walk him to his truck so she could suck his penis and uh it, he ne they never reveal who it is he later apparently tries to sue them and leads to a giant feud with Bobby Lee where Brendan Schaub accuses Bobby Lee of orchestrating the Reddit trolling. And all through this is when he releases the gringo poppy, which is like a magnum opus of bad stand up. I've seen. Yep. OK, I've seen club middles that are this inept. I mean, I've seen I shouldn't say that I've seen sets that are this soft and stuff. I've done sets that are this soft. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're like giving everyone a reason to hate you and then you release this thing where it's like the audio is bad. Like I was listening to it while <laughs> playing video games and it was like, usually if the audio is consistent, then you won't even notice things. But it's like there's certain laughs where it's like, oh, you cut that and put that in. Like um, you cut yes. that from another laugh and put that in. And, and then the end of the special just kind of like, it's a joke and then there's a huge standing o at the end it's the, clearly a producer was like everyone fucking stand like it's it's very poor it's not only the bad material it's also there's production issues 
every single thing is wrong with it. Apparently, he bought views. He the, bought, uh, sir, he bought followers. Yes, I have that information. Uh, that comes from Mark Hartley when he did a Reddit AMA on the Fighter and the Kids subreddit. What a mean time everyone was having. And he uh, revealed that he bought 400K worth of um, uh, views, which is actually a very bad idea, especially at that level, because it fucks up your YouTube algorithm even more because YouTube's like, the special is big in Albania. Well, I guess we're showing Albanians a bunch of, you know what I'm saying? That that's what it does. Um, the other thing is that because he put out something so bad after building up, that subreddit has poured over this thing to the point that like all the cuts with the laughs, they've figured out where it was. You can watch a video, which is just the state, like just they said the better version of the director's cut of Gringo Poppy is just the empty stage for 25 minutes and 45 seconds. But it's like they edit it. So it, like it's moving around and like, you're watching an empty stage. They keep comparing uh, its views after two weeks to just podcast episodes after like two days. It's so mean. And it's really satisfying. I have to tell you, it's really, I got to tell you, I'm okay with it. Well, they're trying to break a guy who's like a, he's a pathological liar as well. Um, He does a lot of stuff like just even looking at like the liner notes on Wikipedia here. There's like, I forgot how immediate he becomes an asshole. Like there's a MMA article where now keep in mind the last fight he had, he was knocked out by Travis Brown, who was Ronda Rousey's husband. And then a year later, he comes out with a car article that says Tra- Ronda, Ra- I'm too much man for Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah. Like the thing I think where it's like, he was probably likable in reality. Cause everyone felt so bad for him. What Joe Rogan did to him in a public space and felt like okay we can help this guy like we already like you if joe if papa joe likes you then we like you too and then within the span of six months it's like okay you've kind of built you kind of burnt all of your you could have just been a dude who was in the background and also the other thing is joe rogan's like crew this is the weird thing about joe rogan where it's like his crew is always evolving so yeah that's a really good point so Shab was in it for a minute, and then Brian Callen and Crystalia, and Crystalia, Brian Callen, and Shab are kind of like the castaways now, and they have their own podcast where it's like Crystalia is a comedian who actually does make a lot of people laugh, but he obviously is also like the allegations of him like trying to organize a sex cult. Brian Callen's got me too'd, and Brendan Shab is like all of the above, like just a really a scammer who's also like bad at it. Yeah, what's interesting about Joe Rogan is he associates with terrible people. What I think you mean by he uh, he constantly has to rejuvenate his crew is that he he maybe isn't the best judge of character. You and I are a bit guilty of this too. We like scumbags and we have some like I have some beautiful amazing friends that are true scumbags. So occasionally one slips past the fence and you have to be like, "Okay, whoopsie doopsie." And I think that that's sort of Joe Rogan's problem and that like Joey Diaz has kidnapped a man, but I'd trust him like I'd trust Joey Diaz to pick me up at an airport. Like Brian Callen's never <laughs> kidnapped a man, but I guarantee if you're like, can you pick me up at the airport? He's like, no, nah, man, get my dick sucked. And you're well, like, Joey that's Diaz, probably not even true. Joey Diaz strikes me as like the Latin version of a ton of comedians I've seen where it's like, oh, yeah, I did crime, but now I don't. And you're like, there's something about you that does make me think you're actually retired from crime. <laughs> like there's something yeah. like uh, you're correct. Jeff, Jeff Innocent in mm-hmm. the UK is like that. He's very, 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 very funny guy. And yeah, it's like, it's the same thing. He's like, he looks like, he, he looks like a fucking criminal. And apparently he was. This is from his own stand up. So, yeah, the one, the one, but you would never meet that guy and be like, you would, the exact thing is like, this man used to, but now he does not. You know, the best example of that is a guy named Ricky Grover who you never would have met because by the time you moved over to the UK, he wasn't on the circuit anymore because he quote unquote moved to rural Scotland because he was too sure he was finally gonna beat someone to death and and that like yeah and like let me say this ricky grover is the only guy that i was talking to a security guard at the edinburgh fringe festival and i went you ever been scared like and this guy's a glasgow prison guard who has the scariest eyes of anyone i've ever met and he's like you ever been scared by anyone he's like you know the comedian ricky grover and i'm like yeah i mean he's like i saw that guy knock out someone one punch and he didn't even fully extend his arm that guy scares me and i was like okay yeah okay Anyway, what do you what do you want to say? What's your final point here about Brendan Shaw? Like, where are we wrapping up with? Because not that we're wrapping up the episode, but where can you really go? But like, I this am guy uh, his his whiskey, I guess. It's um, failing. 
his whiskey's failing. His um, marriage, uh, people are saying, is under fire, but maybe it isn't. This is the thing. It's the internet, so it's like, yeah, who knows? What, to, what is this? Sh- what is happening? The truck. The, the people make fun of on the Reddit. They make fun of his um, his like CTE slurring, essentially. Correct. Yes. No. It's here's where I think it goes with Brendan Schaub. We are slowly going to watch a man unfamous himself in a very embarrassing manner. Like I think yeah, that this but is people will if this is people are engaging with him, so he's gonna still just be around because people like bullying this dum dum and watching him flail. I'm really glad you brought that up so I can prove to you you're wrong. The problem he has is yes, those people are engaging with him, but because of all of his social medias had a huge period of time where the traffic was so much higher and it's now dropped pretty substantially. Like his YouTube views are down and YouTube subscriber is down like Depend again, this is based off of internet, based off of a re- like most of the information, by the way, is coming from a Reddit that is literally like overtly like, we hate this man. So, uh, some of this information may not be correct, but he's lost like 100, 100k supposedly of subscribers between his own YouTube channel and the Fighter and the Kid, kid YouTube channel. Like, that's going to affect him moving forward long term. Also, a lot of his platforms are closed to him. He got into another big ding dong with stupid Joe Rogan. Uh, and now Joe Rogan's like all pissed off because apparently, by the way, Brendan Schaub's going back into fighting is apparently the next avenue is that like he's trying to like do kind of a version of what Logan and Jake Paul have done, which is like some sort of like maybe do boxing as opposed to UFC as an exhibition fight to just pop a rating. I'm going to say this right now. We might be getting Gringo Poppy too in the ring with you and I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> There's a really good joke from his first special where Canadian comedian John Collin broke it down where he has a joke about how there's this Asian doctor and oh baby does he do the voice it certainly does who checks on him after he knocks he's knocked out and um then John Collin shows video of that doctor and he's yeah he's just a guy from California probably (laughs) (laughs) he's a guy he's 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 naturalized uh, United States citizen, hundred percent born there. Yeah. Does not have the voice, but Brandon probably Schaub just a, does. Probably voice. Maybe. Probably just a guy. Probably just a guy from Irvine. Yeah. Yeah. Eighth even even saying he's from California makes me feel like I'm being an asshole. But whatever. It's also a good guess. It's either the California or Nevada doctors. I don't know what to tell people. If they're it's the UFC and they're fighting in Las Vegas, they're either from California or Nevada. You want to fight? Oh Let's yeah. Fight. <laughs> probably Nevada. <laughs> whatever doctor, where you ignore some stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever state where the medical bar license comes with a cocktail uh, cocktail napkin and one of those fun umbrellas for your drink. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Brendan Schaub, the story of a man who almost did something. And it's it's such a waste because it's like he has so much, such a, so much of a, he has so much of like, if he was just a bit more self, if he was as self-aware as Mike Tyson is. Wow. Think about that. <laughs> he would have a better, because he could have just like been like, oh, yo, like fucking... I want a second career. Uh, I Joe Rogan's friends with all these comedians. Can you guys like teach me how to do comedy and I'll do a one man show and then like d- oh not my god, that you can't fuck anyone over on the internet because everyone like everyone just like micro looks into everything you say. So it's like if you like tell a story about getting mail, someone will just write in the comments like, "I know for a fact you don't get mail. You get it yeah. emailed to you. I know you get your bank statements emailed to you. And if you say something that fucking dumb again, I'm going to release the numbers. Here's something I think about all the time. Shia LaBeouf put a flag in the middle of literally nowhere. They found a place where literally nowhere that just said he will not divide us. And 4chan and the Internet, using the stars, located the flagpole, sent a guy to the flag, dropped the flag, and put up a MAGA hat. Now, I disagree with the ideology of Trump, but let me say this right now. That lives in my head fucking for free when it comes to the internet of just like, do not challenge them. They will fuck you up, bro. Like, you're literally going up to demons and going, what are you going to fucking do? They're like, what What are we going to do? You you have CTE and four podcasts. Editing alone, we'll find something. And they they have. Yeah, they find anything he's like you said, man, there's nothing more infuriating than trying to get outsmarted, but he's trying to Brendan Schaub, like trying to outsmart people who he's leagues dumber than. Yeah, so it's like that's what it is. And honestly, like the Reddit sluice on there, I do wish they would just like 
put that effort towards something that could help like the earth but i mean whatever man we all need an escape and i guess theirs is bullying a guy who and this is very key here tries to cheat on his wife but is unsuccessful public that is a very great point not successful at cheating on his wife but boy oh boy he'll give it a go the any letterman story where she's like walk me to the truck and uh suck me off is like so crazy because it's like you could do that to so many other people and maybe your success rate goes up maybe your failure rate is the same but also they won't like have hundreds of thousands of people that listen to them every week who then can figure it out with you i have also figured something out but i mean that's how cheaters work though we know people who've cheated like it's like you don't they're not like calculated it's like the same thing as like they talk about like serial killers their first crime is like crazy well planned out and their last one is like they just fucking shot a guy in the middle of rush hour and walk away from the car and that's how they get caught so here's what i think it is brendan schaub in the end is an nfl player so brendan schaub in his head is who wouldn't want to suck this dick annie letterman also, because Brendan Schaub is fucking stupid, because Andy Letterman's uh, set is pretty yo, yo, yo. You want a bang? It's very funny. And I guarantee he in his head was like, this set's about me. I'm going to ask her to suck my dick. <laughs> I can imagine him on the way to the car, not even looking at her, just still texting someone else and be like, so we get in the truck, you suck my dick. And she's like, what? And he's like, God, just fucking suck my dick. He's like, uh, you're a hundred percent right. Own. You're a hundred percent correct. It's it's exact. It's this energy. Um, oh, no, it's actually in the car. He's gonna be in the car and he's doing something obnoxious. Like he's like, okay, yeah. So we're we gonna suck this dick. Like, oh fucking hell, you're absolutely correct. Also, just it's amazing. It it this is how it's gonna end. Is uh, what are the likelihood? Do you think that they get Brendan Schaub v Ronda Rousey in a boxing match? Because I got to tell you, that's the only thing that saves his family financially. If they can get Ronda Rousey <laughs> to agree to box him, I who's not buying that? Who's not gonna be like, we are gonna see Ronda Rousey kill Brendan Schaub in the middle of the ring? I think that in very instructive of the first person that we covered in this episode, Shoe Nice. Brendan Schaub will be fine because it'll always be fun to have him on a podcast and clown him like that'll that'll always be a fun thing. Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia like Chris D'Elia has fans still. Chris D'Elia is the fucking discount Cosby. I think it's so funny that people oh, are like like if you like Chris D'Elia, why like. There's better options of monsters to like. It's so funny to me that you would like Chris I completely agree. Like, Well, just like a better monster, dude. I mean, don't worry, Dylan. Some more monsters will be joining him in a moment. But also the thing that's so fascinating about Chris D'Elia is Chris D'Elia also like Chris D'Elia was just such, like besides being a definite sexual predator was so fucking rude to every member of waitstaff at a con- like he was the rudest comedian to service staff i've ever seen in my life which is do you know how competitive that field is do you under like do you know how (laughs) hard it is to stand out in a group of people that when i saw someone brought a water once and he went no ice cubes what kind of job do you think this is whoa um yeah literally like crystalia fucking sucks and crystalia is smart enough to fucking keep his mouth shut a little bit on the internet not that smart but like oh my god but Chris D'Elia, apparently tip of the iceberg. Bunch more, bunch more nonsense about to come out. Oh my god, so crazy! Ooh, bunch of more nonsense, hot off the presses. Because well. the thing is, is Chris D'Elia is the most hated comedian in Los Angeles. Like literally, you walk into any comedy club, and if you just find the right person, they will literally be like, "Let me tell you, a fucking another fucking time, Chris D'Elia was a piece of shit." Like I saw that guy <laughs> once walking down the street in Taekwondo pants. Like it just he sucks. Hey, listen, we can. There's a lot of stuff. You can make fun of the man for, but like leaving your house in some weird pants when you have kids, I get that. Yeah, but he's got. I've been in the middle of the street in just a fucking in a sleeveless and uh, fucking my underpants, one sock on, mismatched flip flops. That's yeah. But quite crucially, that was that was before your son was born. You were just showing me your new look. (laughs) I was like. (laughs) take this fucking city over dog yeah yeah i remember what i said i literally got out of my mom's car and i just stood in uh in front of your house slow clap that's a king that's the top g i yelled so 
I guess my suggestion would be, Shab, your new thing should be having a podcast with Shoe Nice because you guys both are bad scammers and it would be really fun. So thank you guys so much for listening. On air now, live, baby. We're going to pick the subject for next week's show. Do you want to do one banger or two banger next week, Dylan? One banger or two banger? People? Do you want to do, uh, do you want to do, uh, yeah, one subject or two subjects next week? Let's some pretty funny ones. Um, let's do the fucking Paris Hilton sex tape. Oh boy, Rick Solomon, the worst man in the 2000s. And that's a competitive list. He's worse than Tony Blair, worse than Dick Cheney, worse than Dylan Gott, worse than John Hastings. Rick Solomon, Rick Solomon. We'll talk about Dan Savage from Savage Love's weird use of that podcast as instruction for sex. Something I remember (laughs) from 2003. Oh, God. Maybe 2004. I do remember. He's just like, I'd say the most important thing about sex is to be on your phone. (laughs) Be on your phone. Do you remember that part? Is he on his his phone? She she goes on her phone. I did not remember that. You love it. And she's like, yeah, okay. You know how hard it was to be on your phone on a flip phone? She yeah, she was on her phone in 2004. Yeah. What's it, what was on her phone? Was she just looking at phone numbers? She's looking at <laughs> she's just looking at her contact list, being like, "Still got it, impressive." Yeah, is, she, is she playing Snake? More ways than one. <laughs> there he Who's goes. To, also, it's like, yeah. I mean, we'll talk about it next week, baby. That's what the world needs: two bald guys talking about fucking a sex tape. It's our turn. Deuces, dogs, fucking tiger blood for no wait, tiger thick whiskey sponsors this podcast now for free. Yeah, this pod- we this podcast is brought it. to you by the Shab Show, uh, where the Thick camera Boy media, Thick Boy Media. We're brought to you by uh, Shapel's World or Shep, Shep, Chappelle's World, Shapel's World. I don't know what that podcast is called. Um, Chappelle Lacey is a very funny comedian, by the way. He was briefly one of the kids on the Fighter and the Kid before Brendan Ka- Brian Callen came back. Um, here's all I'll say: Please go look up more about Brendan Shab. We only scratched the iceberg. Scratch the scratch the surface of this weird man. No, no, no. scratch the iceberg of the scratch the iceberg. Thanks, guys.